0: persistence breaks resistance. Okay. Like I, I didn't get brand deals with people because I I emailed them once. I bugged the crap out of them until I was so annoying that they had to respond just to get me off their back. Are you an RV person
1: or are you just RV life curious, wondering how people live in a tiny space with their family 24 seven? Either way, this is a podcast for you. My name is Kate White and I travel full time with my family and two kids and the dog, in an RV. Every week, I sit down with a fellow RV woman to learn why she chose RV life and how she has changed on the road. Pull a chair up to the fire and let's chat.
2: Hello, my friends and fellow RV queens. It's Kate White, your host, coming at you with an episode that I think you're going to find a lot of value out of. Today, I got the great honor of chatting with Nicole Bradham. She leads Hot Mod Agency, which is based in Lakeland, Florida. And the reason I mentioned that is because she is surrounded by all kinds of fun touristy things. And she's also connected with the tourism board of the state of Florida. And she also works with content creators slash influencers in the RV space and the travel space. Are you putting the pieces together? She works on both sides, people. She works with brands and tourism boards to help them find content creators and match with them. And she also helps coach content creators to work with tourism boards and brands. Are you seeing what I'm saying here? She knows what's up. So if you are someone that has been thinking that they want to up their game with content creation and try to work with brands and reach out to tourism boards and all that kind of stuff that you see other content creators doing, this is the conversation for you. She gives so many actionable tips So much gold is in like every, all the advice that she gives. She's awesome. I think at the end of this episode, you're going to go on her website and be like, oh my gosh, sign me up now. I need to work with her. She's awesome. I love this conversation. I got a lot of value out of it. I think you will too. Let's get into it. But wait, before we dive into the conversation, I want to let you guys know about the RV Queens holiday gift guide that just released. If you want to give intentional gifts this holiday season and support fellow RV women and get discounts on super cool products, this is the gift guide for you. Head to rvqueenspodcast.com slash gift guide and check it out today. All right, now let's get into the conversation for real this time. Hello,
0: Nicole, and welcome to the RV Queens podcast. How are you today? I'm great. It's a beautiful day in Florida and enjoying the weather and I'm happy to be here with you. That's
2: awesome. I mean, isn't it almost always a beautiful day in Florida? Unless it's hurricane I mean right now guess. it is.
0: It's the best time of the year in Florida. It's like when uh, the people start coming outside because it's not yeah. so hot and you can actually like enjoy Yeah. The breeze and it starts Crazy. to really cool down. So yeah. Yeah, that's right. Except
2: isn't this is it this time of year where the noceums come out on the beach? I don't
0: remember, but probably there's some beaches that they never leave. Like if you were to go to Fort DeSoto, go camping, they're pretty much always there. But uh yeah, I haven't really been you know, it's sad. I'm a Floridian. I live here, but I don't go to the beach a lot. Like maybe once a year or twice a year. How sad is that? I know. But I've
2: heard that a lot. Well, I ask about no because, so, I think it was two years ago, me and my husband went to Sanibel Island for our 10th anniversary, and we were without the kids, and we, you know, pull and get, you know, have a travel day. We're from Nebraska, so going to Florida was like a big deal, right? Um, we unload our stuff at the resort, we walk out to the beach at sunset, and we're all ready for this romantic, you know, time on the beach, and we're like, what? Like, we're out there, like, doing this crazy dance. Like, what is happening? Like, we don't see any bugs. You literally can't see them, but they sting like a mother. And we went and talked to the front desk. And we're like, what is going on? They're like, oh, it's no see Don't go out to the beach after sundown. Okay, good. We know now. Thanks. They're like, we sell some bug spray (laughs) if you want some. I'm super excited to have you on the show today. We met last year at the RV Creating Conference at the Camp Margaritaville in Auburndale, which is right up the road, you know, from where you are in Lakeland. What we were saying in Auburndale, you know, it's like a small town. I went to Lakeland to get my, uh, haircut, my hair done for the first time in like six months. Uh, and I loved Lakeland. I was like, what, what are we doing? We should have just
0: snuck on our here a little a while a great downtown area, we have really good restaurants. We have like a million coffee shops. Uh, there's boutiques, so you can go shopping. There's amazing salons. Uh, the one that I go to, and if you ever need enough, you come back down you gotta go to Establish 37. She's the one who was able to transform my blonde hair into this red through uh, the bi- biolage method. Um, but I, you know, I grew up in Brandon or Sarasota and Brandon, and didn't move to Lakeland until like 2015. And I didn't really know where, what it was or where it was. I just um, was in the Midwest at the time. And so I was like, let's just get back to Florida. I don't care. Lakeland sounds great. But thank goodness we ended up here because, you know, when I go into Brandon or Tampa, it's so busy and so congested. I get anxiety. It's like, I am so thankful to be in Lakeland where it is growing, but there is still a huge entrepreneur community. There's a huge... um a small business community and it's just like Bonnet Springs Park is incredible. It's just so many amenities and resources for families here. So we feel like we really lucked out being able to land in in Polk County, Florida. (laughs) It wasn't always that way, apparently. Apparently there were like, you know, I don't know. There's some growth that needed to happen. (laughs) But anyways, we're happy that we're here. But Auburndale, where the Camp Margaritaville is, is like, it's in Polk County, but it's just like a little ways up Polk Parkway. Um, it's growing. Camp Margaritaville has a lot to do with that, uh, oh, and growth and they just, and even Camp Margaritaville just keeps getting bigger and adding on more cool stuff. So I just, I just feel incredibly blessed to be, even see all the cool stuff they're doing because people can buy day passes and go there and have a good day, like, yeah, and go in the pool and enjoy all of the fun oh, stuff man. they have there. Tons and of kids activities. I mean,
2: I'm on record saying this, so I'm hesitant to say, but I'm going to. I think it was the first RV resort that was actually as good as the hype, you know, like, because a lot of places you like see online and you're like, oh,
0: it's going to be super nice. And then you get there and you're like, oh, oh, they have a lot of influencer partnerships. So you're like, OK, is it as good as everybody says? Because they've worked with a lot of influencers, especially in the RV community. Right. So you're kind of like, uh. but then you get there and you're like, OK, it's a it's a you know, it is an upscale bougie type of resort, but there's a place for that. There's a place for nature camping or like, you know, more boondocking. So I would say it's another type. And if that's the experience you want, where you can go to like a tiki bar and get good food and like, it's like you're camping, but you're, (laughs) you're really at like a high-end resort. (laughs) You're glamping. Yeah. And they have
2: activities for the
0: kids
2: all day. Yeah, Yeah. It's great.
0: Okay, so you're not, I have to
2: say this to our audience, you're not actually, you don't live in an RV full-time or part-time and you're the first guest on the show that, is it an RVer, just to let you know, but (laughs) you work with RVers and you have a great reputation, you know, in the RV circles.
0: Yeah, you guys adopted me. You guys adopted me a couple of years ago. Um, Actually, the Bethunes adopted me and then Jen, of course, told everybody, because that's what Jen does, like... I love this person. She's helping me. She I, she can help you, and that's really how the domino effect happened. But then, of course, the community that you are—you guys were very like welcoming and like teach me more, tell me more, and it was just, you know, it was like a a good fit, you could say. But yeah, it's um, I'm I have an RV, so I like to say like I do have a a, a camper, and we do go camping. But I have never taken on the life of an RVer, which is, you know, like a whole community and lifestyle in itself. But yeah, that was all Jen Bethune. Oh,
2: that's great. She was the first guest on our show. I have a, I have a special place in my heart for her. Um, okay, well, I was going to ask, have you ever RVed? So good to know. You are one of us to an extent.
0: We have a travel trailer. We've been camping um I love the great outdoors. I have two boys, so I believe that it's really important that they have outdoor skills. So we live on like two and a half acres and we have fires and we ride dirt bikes and we play outside, but to change up the scenery and for me to get out of my house so I'm not cleaning or doing something else, I you know, the camper kind of gives us that option to not go necessarily too far, but we have. We've been to right. Myrtle Beach or, you know, we'll, we'll go... <laughs> We'll go to Myrtle Beach, but not Florida Beach. (laughs) Right. I don't know how that works out that way, but yeah. yeah. But yeah. Well, you want to get away from home.
2: You know, you don't want to feel like... You want to get away. Yes. Yeah. Tell me, you have run Hot Mod Agency for several years. And as you were alluding to, you have a pretty specific niche now that you work with, which, you know, is kind of hard to find sometimes. So congratulations. But your career has had several phases to it. So, tell us about like your professional background and kind of the journey that led you to where you are today running an agency.
0: Sure. I decided that after um I was working in healthcare in the computer information science um or IT field and the marketing girl got fired at that specific company and they said, "Hey, do you want to do some marketing?" <laughs> I was like, "Yes, I do. I'm ready and I'm ready to get out of IT." So uh, that's how I ended up in marketing, and then I had a crazy idea that I wanted to uh, start up a social media marketing agency with a girl in Plant City and um, jump into entrepreneurship. So my family and I planned for that. We um, we had like six months of wages that we set aside because the first year of entrepreneurship. Just so you know, you most people don't get a return. They're you know they're investing their time, they're investing their energy, and it can take you know a little for that clientele to build up and for your marketing to reach the ideal client. So that first year of having an agency was like going to boot camp, like for business owners. Like I just jumped right into it, um, learned a lot. And then uh, that specific partnership didn't work out, but it launched me into my next phase of really just being like a contractor. And um, I had social media clients and then influencer marketing started like to hit the hit the marketing world. And I was hearing about it more and more. Uh, and then I handled a couple, I, I ended up getting like a contractor job out in Texas, went out there and was managing influencer marketing budgets for like international brands. And the goal was to find influencers. And you know, that's what we did. We had a certain amount we could pay them. But you know, the number one thing that ended up happening was I would reach out to these women, they were just giving away their services. They're like, sure, I just. W-. They were so excited just to work with the brand that they were like, I'll give you five. I'll give you any amount of pictures. What do you want to do? Um, Just send me the product. And you know, in their defense, this was all new, so they were also trying to get a foot a footing in the influencer marketing um, industry too. So working with brands, just having that in their portfolio was enough. You know, so uh, I feel like we kind of grew up together, the influencers and. And me as an agency, um, and learning my way. But, uh, after that job wrapped up, I came back to Lakeland. I just started kind of talking about it. And you know what happens when people respond? You're like, oh, this, I might be onto something. I, I'm, I'm imagining that probably happened just with you with the RB Queen podcast. Like you get a response and you're like, you hear this community has a knee. It's like, tell me more, tell me more. How do you get brand deals? How do you negotiate? How, what's, what my, should my rate be? Um, You know, so the more I talked about it, the more people wanted to hear it. And I finally shed my social media marketing agency clients that I had. And I'm focused solely on influencer marketing because if I want to, and it took a couple of years niche down and be known as something, then I had to know that I had to create space for that to be my thing. Um, And so that's what the last two years has been about, like really dialing down and it took all of that though like at first I was an agent for um influencers like for Jen um, the traveling titans um, Dane and uh, Double Decker Bus I was their agent so I was reaching out to brands on their behalf to negotiate partnerships and I would get um they would pay either like a retainer or like a finder's fee or we would work that out but I slowly started to realize that my goal is to more educate the influencer, or the creator, and so that they have the tools to do the same thing that I'm doing, which is to negotiate. and And sometimes it boils down to time. Like Dane has like five million kids, right? So he's not always able to to write all these emails and do all this stuff. Um, so we work together as like he was honestly probably my last one because we worked together till he got back to his home state and he's decided to go on and and, uh, get a master's degree. So I think some things have slowed down. But all I have to say is that I had to go through that to realize that where I wanted to be was in the education space and on the client side, again, where like tourism boards are hiring Hot Mod to say, hey, find us travel influencers or brands or, or businesses are coming to me and saying, I never worked with influencers. I don't know how to do it. Can you help me? and like either design a program, or um, do it, you know, manage the influencer for us. So that's what it's gone, like gone through to get to where I am. But it definitely started out looking different, because it was like, I just want to help the influencer. But there's so much going on in between, from like, brands just trying to figure out, they don't, they didn't know what they're, they still don't know what they're doing. They're just like, when we started, first started working with Camping World, it was like, you know, it was like the Wild West. We're like, just hire everybody. Let's just pay them whatever they ask. Let's put them on retainers and then let's lower the retainers. Now we just want to do, you know, like tours of our. So everything has changed. I think influencer marketing is going to continue to morph as we have more standards that start to show up that, you know, that there's certain rates that should be expected and there's sh- certain terms and you can't take advantage of influencers, but influencers can't take advantage of brands too. And so- still a lot of that going on I think that we're all trying to figure out
2: okay so let me ask you a question that's a potentially dumb question and and I want to get this clear before I continue down this interview and make myself sound like yeah because I kind of just uh, started l- rambling like on dump. and I
0: probably jumped like two years ahead and like <laughs> you're totally right I, like I love it Like head pass probably okay no, yeah I love please it. ask me all the questions
2: okay so I usually use the term content creator rather than mm-hmm. influencer but you're the expert. What is the difference between the two or or is there even one?
0: If I'm talking to somebody, I can tell that they think influencer is this stigma or like this person who exists that's not real. I will tend to lean towards more professional sounding term, which is content creator. But if I'm talking to my influencers, I'm using it interchangeably because they know who they are and they know what we're talking about. But yeah, I do think it, it does probably change... Depending, but like when I'm working with my travel board, it's like they're called influencer activations. They're called influencer campaigns. So that's very much the terminology that we're using on the tourism side. But I feel like within the community, you kind of want to be called a creator because it makes you feel like a little bit more legitimate because what you're doing is creating content. But maybe that's, you know, that's what how I'm reading it. But um, to me, it just seems more specific when you say content creator,
2: it's like, Literally, that feels like what I'm doing is creating content, and being an influencer is like, what? <laughs> Am I? I don't know. I mean, I'm creating content, so let's. It yeah. is.
0: It's a big. It's a big thing. You're like people are looking to me. They're I'm influencing people. It's like a. It's a pressure almost that you you carry. But content creator feels more like a job. Like this is what I do, which in some way I guess to your point, like using the term
2: influencer it creates like a level of leadership that like maybe me personally, I have a hard time accepting and maybe others are like, "Yes, I'm an influencer and I will
0: <laughs> lead you to what you should. So everybody knows if you're creating reels because you're trying to give views and grow your followers, you are an influencer slash content creator. You're two like the same thing in my book. Um, and I definitely use it inter- interchangeably. Uh, but, and but you, and you'll see that I try to like be consistent, but you'll see even in my captions, it's like travel creator, travel influencer. Do you want to, you know, so I'm kind of like, I kind of like use it interchangeably because I want to catch the attention of however you think about yourself. So if it is an influencer creator, I'm hoping that one of those will resonate with my audience.
2: Okay, so you work with a lot of RV I'm just going to say content creators and brands who want to work with them. Um, did you decide on that clientele because there was such a need or was it kind of like uh, you started working with Jen and then it just kind of snowballed and, and you know, the RV doors started opening for you?
0: Yeah, that's, that's really, I started getting reached, like contacted by um, other RV families. And I'll tell you what, working with families put an even extra layer to it because I felt even more responsible for providing another stream of income. Cause again, at the time we would build out like lists of brands they want to work with. We would build out a strategy and then it was my responsibility to email these brands to get the ball rolling and then to get them on a call, like a discovery call with the brand or tourism board. We did a lot of that. Um, where then at that point, the, influencer creator family could sell themselves which was really easy for them to do but all of that back and forth and before that was was me um and getting that momentum going uh but i definitely it was geared by the need of the community and honestly so many so many of them reached out that it took up enough time that i didn't really have a second to go is this are these my people because one i just honestly got along with everybody but two because I'm a mom and, you know, I have a family, I felt like the sense of duty to provide or just be the best uh, agent I could be. (laughs) Um, But then they started to get the hang of it. And, and I mean, these are smart people that we're talking about talking about people who are college graduates who are who are motivated because they're on the road and they need a, a extra income. So it didn't take long before they saw my methods that they were like, Getting over that bump, just like it's just nerve-wracking to reach out to a brand. Like, what do you say? What do you do? But once once I think that they got over that hump, that they were able to go, this isn't that hard. And they started doing it for themselves, you know, and and, and we would it would be more collaborative. So, um yeah, I think it was just feeling the need of the community for at least the first
1: year. Hey friends, pardon the interruption. This is a sponsored episode and it's time for a short ad break. I love spending time outside with my kids, especially when we're traveling in the RV. Recently, we had a blast trying out some of Elikai Outdoor's amazing outdoor games. Their
2: games are inspired by nature and are incredibly durable, which means you can create lasting memories with your loved ones. And the best part... They're carrying cases. They're compact enough to take on the road with you. Be sure to check them out at
1: ilakai.com slash rvqueens and use the code rvqueens10 to enjoy a discount of 10% off your order. If you're like me, you love to have a piece of memorabilia from each location you and your family visit in the RV. I've bought countless stickers from our travels to the point I didn't know what to do with them all. Then I found the Rivet Supply Company Adventure Boards. These are handcrafted acrylic boards that you mount to your camper door to collect and showcase your travel stickers. The boards are both customizable and weatherproof, and you can take it with you if you decide to sell your RV. Get yours or buy one for a friend today at rivetsupplycode.com and use code RVQueens10 for 10% off your order. As you know, our listeners are RV women. And
2: we also now have the platinum circle of RV Queens community who are women that are running businesses, including, you know, content creators in there. So what's your number one advice for RV women who want to start working with brands and tourism boards and start doing this research that you're talking about, or this reach out, excuse me.
0: Here's the thing about the travel industry, right? Is that a lot of RV families work with RV products. So their grid can start really reflecting that. And so there's this balance that they're always looking at. So if you're an RV creator, who's had a lot of brand deals with, you know, products or Camping World or whoever, and you look at your grid and you see nothing but RVs, then it's gonna be a minute before you can jump over to travel, okay? So you should, if that's what you wanna do, if you wanna go to the next city and you want to you know, work out a partnership, there's, you gotta be some travel content mixed in there so that they can see you as a travel partner, all right? Um, but it's a very conscious decision. So. If you're an RV creator and that's good and that's where you're at, you're making deals left and right, or maybe you haven't yet, the best thing to do is to prepare yourself before you reach out to them. But don't stay in that, in that perfection era where you're like, well, I don't have my portfolio right or my media kit sucks, and then you never do anything at all. I want you to get started where you're at, but I want you to also do some simple things like get your media kit ready, um, get your portfolio on your website ready, you know, and it doesn't have to be perfect, but at least it has those key components of like, you know, who you are, here's some awesome photography that I've done. I, maybe I have a drone, maybe I have some upgraded equipment, you know, get those sales things that can pull you apart from the other, you know, from other, the other millions of influencers that are pitching these brands, figure out what you're in unique, what is unique about you. Not just, I'm a, family who RVs and I'm motivating people through adventures and travel. It's not specific enough. You've got to define yourself and by bringing out what something that's more specific. For example, Andy has a child with Lyme disease. It is a hard necessarily like it's a hard lifestyle health wise. So she'll talk about a lot of health things. So but you can't just say I have health problems i You want to dial it down without giving everything away, but just maybe saying like health diets for somebody with Lyme disease, so that means that you're going to create an audience. okay, I'm kind of getting off task here, but what I all that to say that you've got to make sure there's something unique about your channel and that you understand what you're bringing to the table, whether that's upgraded photography equipment, whether that's your story is super strong um you are you know you're willing to to talk about important things on your page like just get your media kit ready get your positioning ready get your email template ready you don't need to be rewriting an email every single time you write a brand it should be short and sweet and to the point have your media kit attached and tell them why you like them do not let it be some generic pos that you're sending out like I can't tell you, I, I don't know how, but I get all kinds of these generic emails and it's always all about the influencer. Hey, look what I did. I have this many followers. I think your you know your brand would really resonate or my audience would really resonate. It's just like so generic and dry. There's real humans on the other side of these emails. So you've got to have something to capture their attention. And hey, maybe it's a video you make specifically for pitching the brand and you in, you know, embed it in your email or attach it to your email or whatever, but just put a little effort into it and get your media kit ready and 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 or your website portfolio. Well, and I think just
2: trying to help people, you know, get in the mindset of what does this look like if you're if you think you want to be a professional content creator. So the so like the persona I have in mind is the listener that has less than a thousand followers on Instagram, for example. and And she's like, I see all these other people you know, that have tens of thousands of followers and they create a lot of content. I think I could work with brands, but I don't know where to start. Um, And like maybe don't really believe in themselves until they get like a certain number of followers or something like that, you know, waiting for
0: that number to get up there. Yeah,
2: That's the exact kind of information I was looking for. It's like, what kind of things do you need to start? A
0: micro-influencer and nano-influencer has a place with brands and they may not get paid right away. I think you can still ask for 50, 100, $150, like whatever depends on like the partnership, what they're asking deliverables for. But you are in a power position as a content creator. Uh, When I first started working with Gretchen with the Mindful Nomadic, she had about 775 followers, okay? She got on a mentor call with Jen. She started cleaning up her grid, making sure things looked somewhat cohesive and aesthetic. Um, We did some text overlay, her messaging got really clear and she started to be very consistent doing a reel a day, Um, you know, getting in her stories and starting to build that reputation in that community. So while you're in this sweet spot of under a thousand, you're in prep time, like get, get your, get very clear about who you are as a creator and who you want to impact it can't, it can again, it can't be generalized. Let's narrow that down, but you can still get brand deals, but you gotta get yourself straight first because if you don't feel clear about your own account or your own message, then you're gonna come off to a brand and, and they're gonna look at your account and go, I don't even know what they're about. So they're in an RV. Well, what about being in an RV? You know, so you, you know, I do think that there's a certain level of like, get yourself ready, get clear. Um, and ask your community, like you guys are all together, you know, what's working for you, what reels, what trending audio, like ask a million questions and be that person. But I do think you can get deals, but I do think you have to be clear about what you're offering as an account so that, uh, you know, so that you can understand how to sell yourself. But again, I just want to remember this is sales for every 20 emails that you send, you might get one to respond, right? Because they're getting a bunch in the There's, this is a probability game, a a numbers game. So pitch as many brands and businesses as you, as you can, because eventually somebody's going to say yes. And then you just need that one yes, that's a confidence builder. And then you got a case study to say, hey, I've worked with other brands. Look at me, pin that baby to the top. And now you're starting to be seen as somebody who, as a content creator. Putting yourself in the brand's shoes. uh, So for example, um,
2: Me and my family are planning to stay in Savannah in the next, you know, couple months here. And I started looking around for campgrounds to stay as like a two-week stay. And I found one that's like opening. It was like said it was planning to open like two weeks before we were planning to be there. So I just emailed. It was like simple, like on their contact page. I was like, hey, I see that you guys are about to open in case you're looking to work with content creators, me and my family would love to stay there, blah, 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 you know, to like start getting at least something to fill out their Instagram content. And they emailed back the next day um, and it turned into a hosted stay, which is great. Just so people know, I don't have like tens of thousands of followers. I think I have like 2000, right. you know, it's a, you don't have right. to have a super huge following. Just put your hat on. You be know, like, how can I help? And yeah. Exactly. How can I serve
0: you? I have. Yeah. And and another great thing is, especially with campgrounds, Dane, of course, he's macro. But honestly, I would pitch for people had smaller followings with campgrounds. They want pictures. If not, they're leaning on their people that go around and take pictures or to capture something or waiting for somebody to tag them. They don't have a lot. You know, you, you just never know with campgrounds. It could be like somebody family owns it and they know nothing about social media or you, you have somebody who kind of got a good sense about it. But whatever that is, you should at least try Whatever campground you're going to pitch them before you go and say, hey, I'm going to be there. I'd love to give you all the pictures and give you all, you know, just like tell them that you're going to solve all their problems <laughs> social media wise, because that's really how they view it. If they don't know what you're talking about. OK, but there are a ton. I don't think Dane paid for one campground for like six months because we would be in front of it. He had a route. If you guys have a route, if you plan ahead, most of you do from what I, at least my experience with working with RV creators, some fly by the seat of their pants as Jen likes to say, but some like Dane or like Project Trek, they know where they're gonna go and they'll start pitching out before then because sometimes that email takes a while to get to the right person or you know, it takes a while to for them to respond or the manager finally sees it. So give don't expect somebody to I mean I'm glad they responded that happens too but like give somebody a couple weeks before you just show up you know and then so and so planning is a big part of it too I think you can get a lot further if you have if you have that option best case Good scenario yes. I love that you did that Thanks. especially when you see new ones open they're like they need all the PR they can get yeah. you know
2: don't tell them this I mean I doubt they're listening to this episode but um, I didn't realize they were part of like a bigger chain like they have not it's huge it's not like a Sun outdoors level but they have like probably four or
0: five scattered around And I'm like oh good to know I'm gonna tuck that one away yeah yeah if they have sister properties it's great to go hey I'm I'm going this way or maybe you change your route because you do want to go to that one but you hadn't thought about it but now you do because it's got it's a hosted stay and it's a little bit more enticing to head that way to you know,
2: your point, you said this a few minutes ago, like it's, you're just working with people. And so building that relationship, if you, I'm planning to provide all the content that I said I would, and if I'm a nice, reasonable person, they'll probably want to work with me again. So, you know, is there a different approach that creators should take when reaching out to brands versus tourism boards? Like what's going on behind the scenes that listeners need to know about
0: tourism boards are the department of tourism for a city or a county or sometimes the state this is taxpayer dollars so they have an allotted amount for marketing from google ads to facebook ad paid advertising organic um and influencer marketing most have an influencer marketing budget okay but they are more specific about working with travel influencers so an rv family who travels would not necessarily qualify unless they have a lot of heavy, heavy travel content. And I'm not saying like once every month, I'm talking like a couple times a week, there's travel content integrated. And not only do they have to have that travel content, but when the Department of Tourism associate, whoever that is, looks at their account, they have to see that their audience is engaging with the travel content as much as they are the RV content. Okay. So when you're talking to a brand, you, I guess for both, you need case studies. You need examples of work that show, Hey, this was a successful travel campaign. And Hey, this was a successful brand campaign. Yes. I know in the beginning that is a little bit harder, but that's why you take some of the more like gifted partnerships and you kind of build that portfolio, but say you have some of that. Um, when you're reaching out to a travel board, understanding you're reaching out to an arm of of a government agency and there's more red tape hoops to jump through, but there is money. There is some type of budget to get paid. Um, So the most important thing is to make sure that before you reach out to them, you position yourself as a travel account, you have travel content, and you have case studies to include in that first initial email, along with the exact dates you're gonna be there. I'm going to be there December 15th through the 20th. My family wants to go to, um, you know, we'll just say Disney World. We want to go to Universal and we want to eat here. We'd love to share share this. So you need to get dialed down and specific. Okay. When you're reaching out to a brand, you want to include case studies because you want to show that you know what you're doing. You've got some great response to other similar branded partnerships or, and You don't obviously need dates and things, but you need case studies and you need some proof of concept when you reach out to these brands. Um, Or ideas about content that you can offer up. Like if you really have no case study, I I would say review, if you really wanna work with a brand, review the brand before you even reach out to them. Like, hey, look, I love you guys so much. I already am using your product. I've talked about it before. My audience already loves you. I just love to have, go ahead and have a partnership with you. So, you know, build, build up that content if you want to reach out to a brand. But again, simple, short emails, right to the point, include some case studies, include some content ideas so that they can tell that you actually like them or use them or really want to work with them. And make sure you have that media kit or portfolio link attached. And then guess what? Let's follow up, ladies. Let's follow up. If you don't hear back in a week, it slipped through the email cracks. Follow up with them. Hey, I sent you an email last week. Send them a DM on their brand Instagram. I hey, I sent you a, an email last week to this email. Is this the right email? Do you, can you tell me if you guys got it? Um, if no, you know if you get crickets, fine. But I I get more response on brand. DMs than I probably did from emails because they have a social media manager manning those DMs. So you can say, who did I do that a lot with? Um, It wasn't Bite. it was like an, there was one brand. I'd be like, Hey, do you want to work with this influencer influencer? And I would just send them that through DM and they'd be like, "Uh, yes, no, yes, no. And then I would send them an email because it, it would just not, they were there all the time, like sifting through it. So write the email, brand or tourism board, follow up on Instagram DMs, um, and send another follow-up email, just like you would if, you know, you you guys are business owners now, so, or have been, treat it like you would any kind of partnership, like there's a series of emails that need to happen, so they can tell that you're serious, and you know how it is with emails, they slip through. Somebody might just not have seen it. So don't just assume they looked at you and was like, I don't want to work with them. They just might not have ever saw your email.
2: Or they're super busy.
0: (laughs) Yes. Or they're super busy. And hey, persistence breaks resistance. Okay. Like I, I didn't get brand deals with people because I I emailed them once. I bugged the crap out of them until I was so annoying that they had to respond just to get me off their back. Because I was like, Hey, did you see it? Because again, I was like bound and determined to get people deals. So I was became Nicole Hotmod annoying chick. I know I did, but I don't care because eventually they knew who I was and then they started respond to me. So, you know, I, I, I truly believe in follow up.
2: OK, so for the listener who is sitting there going like, oh, my gosh, I just need to work with Nicole. I don't think I can do this by myself. I need help getting started with this. Paint the picture for how you work with people. Like, what are the different services you provide to help people get started working with brands and like making money from their content?
0: I think I've been running into it more and more. People are like, what do you even do, Nicole? (laughs) Like, what does Harvard do? And I'm like, I don't know, what do I do? But um, (laughs) so I do actually have two programs, two coaching programs. And one is for my favorite people, the beginners. Okay, the ones that like Gretchen are like, I'm going to do this. I got a family. I need to know. I don't want to waste a year trying to figure this stuff out. Like, please, just like, let's fast forward. Let's get to the good part, right? So I have an influencer beginner package, and that is four sessions. They're an hour each. The first session is, um, we're, we, you, 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 we you fill out a form kind of similar to like this podcast. You get a general idea of like what their platforms are. So when I get on that call, we're not wasting any time. It's a working meeting. I have specific things that we need to, to to accomplish. And then you're given action items after that first meeting. Then we meet again the following week, those action items are done. I'm reviewing them. And then we're working on phase two. And so each meeting, one hour meeting is building upon itself. And after you get out of the 30 day program or four week program, you will have the tools like an email pitch template. That's the um, negotiation hacks The, um, your grid is going to look a little bit, you know, more put together. We still want it to be you, but we want you to have some presets and some filters, the way your bio to be optimized for search engine, you know, for SEO, we want people to be able to find you. And most of all, what I find with people in the beginning is that they don't really know and they need somebody to pull it out of them. Like, what is my message? What should I be saying? It's the hardest, self-discovery journey this whole social media thing is for, for most people, especially in the beginning when you're trying to stand out. So I feel like my job is to help you get organized and clear about what you want to do. And I'm, I'm holding you accountable every single session. So that's my beginner, right? <clears throat> the second one is, hey, you've got a good grip on what you're doing. You just want to know how to put travel boards. You're a little bit more intimidated and you're like, what are they looking for? What do they want? Same Format of four four weeks, one hour sessions. Except for our focus is specifically on pitching those travel boards, and I even help you pitch travel boards. Like if you're coming to Florida, I work with Visit Central Florida, so I I tell you who you need to email, how you need to get ready to email them, and prepare, and then how to respond. And kind of like I'm coaching you through the whole thing. We don't just we, we actually go through that. But if it's not, you're not coming to Florida, maybe you're going to Texas and you want to go somewhere there, I help you pitch them. So we try to get at least like five pitches out of where you want to go while you're, you know, in the coaching program. So those are the two main ways I work with influencers. So I got beginners and then people who are like ready to go for travel.
2: You are so specific and actionable. It's just like gold. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to ask you like a last, generic question. And then, um, is there anything else you think it's important for listeners to know? Like, is there anything that you wish I would have asked that you're just like, man, if, if people could just know this about content creation or working with brands, what would it be?
0: Don't resent the algorithm or feel like things are against you. It is a game of consistency. There is some trending things you need to pay attention to. Uh, but you know, don't, don't get caught up in, feeling like it's too much. There are some formulas. There are people that can help you. Don't get in your head too much about it. Understand you can work through, especially in the beginning. And then you start to understand it started starts to turn into something fun. So I think everybody can get there. I think everybody can get from feeling overwhelmed and, and not and wanting to give up to this is fun. I'm I'm figuring out who I really am and I can make money okay, let's do this. And I just want people to know that you can get there and you can get there faster, whether it's with me or you work with your community or you ask a million people, whatever that is, do not give up. Just be just in the beginning when things feel overwhelming because you can definitely get past that.
2: Okay, so the slogan for this show is a podcast about unexpected riches. And normally I ask women what the unexpected riches, richness of RV life is. So I had to put a spin on it for you. So here's my final question that I'll have you share with people where they can connect with you online. What is the unexpected richness of working with RV women?
0: Man, they are a wealth of knowledge. Oh my God. Like it's like tapping into God. And I get to like the the living vicariously through Jen and Kyle and like knowing where they started. They lived in Brandon and like I'm like, and then they tell me all these cool adventures, but like face to face. So the richness is seeing people, a group of people actually living the lives they want. As hard as it is, as challenging it is, that isn't always happening in my everyday life. Like I'm going, you know, I might work with entrepreneurs and all this stuff and that's great, but the RV community is like going like on a whole nother level. And so I get to have access to those stories. I get to have access to the insights and the travels. And so my heart is so happy that I've been... chosen to be part of this community and I get riches from those friendships all the time cool well thanks for sharing that and where will you tell everyone how they can connect
2: with you online and hire you immediately
0: yes 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 okay you guys if you haven't heard of stand store go check it out it's an online um platform that lets business like creators sell digital products um coaching programs so you go to my link tree on instagram I'm always always on instagram I'm um, there in LinkedIn, but I, for this, I think it be easiest to reach out to me on Instagram um, or go to my link tree and go to my stand store. You can get the, t- you know, how to pitch a tourism board coaching program. You can um, get the, how to get started as an influencer program. Um, but DM me, start a conversation with me. If you're confused about some stuff and you just want to talk, I can do a, um, a 15 minute coffee chat with you and we can just chat away. And I'll tell you straight up, it's usually not 15 minutes. Cause if you can tell I'm very long winded, And I will just chat your ear off. So we'll become besties by the end of that call. So please feel comfortable enough to reach out to me and um, we will get on a call usually within a couple of days. Awesome. And we'll put your links in the show notes too. Okay.
2: Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I was like, seriously like scribbling down notes as you were talking because you had so many actionable things so thank you, Nicole. I really appreciate your time. It was great to get to know I you. I appreciate uh, you
0: taking a risk in uh, having me on as your first non-RV oh, you know, gosh, woman I know. person. I,
2: I think the audience will survive it. I think they'll be fine.
0: <laughs> I hope they learned a bunch. I really do. I think they will.
2: Awesome. Okay. Well, hopefully I will see you in Florida this winter. I hope so too. Okay. See ya. All right, my friends, that concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for being here and for listening and for being an awesome part of the RV Queens community. If you could please like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, that would be awesome. And if you wanna have more conversations like this, you can head to rvqueenspodcast.com community and find your RV Queens circle today. All right, guys, I'll see you next week or hopefully I will see you on the road. Am I? I don't know.